program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Quiet on the set. We're all sound. Action. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. Hello? We'll, uh, we'll get Pat's work in a second. I sabotaged it because that way he doesn't have to talk for a little bit. Welcome. It is the tailgate, a Tuesday edition coming at you. Jeff Cardozo, Pat Dooley. We'll uh, get you through a couple hours of obviously still talking about what happened last weekend. And then tomorrow we'll move on to the, uh, the volunteers. Fun night last night. In the NFL, so that was a uh, good thing. Also helped me win two of my fantasy games, which is always pleasant. And since Pat can't talk, I can talk as much as I want no. about my uh, my fantasy. No, I can still scream. No, I can't hear you. So we're fine there. Um, and I, for the one time... Does that mean I get to go home? You can go home. For one time every two months or two weeks out of the month, I actually look good. Because I just visited Randy's haircut for men, different than the uh, salon. Good would be a subjective that Pat goes to a, a subjective uh, term there. Your so, hair looks fine. Thank you. Shout out to Randy, who is uh, always incredible. Right there across the street from uh, from Ballyhoo's Ace Hardware. I heard my golf partner get was it in done. There yeah, too. Judd was in there trying to look good for you on Friday. Huh? My uh, my replacement will be good. He's actually Tim Dooley's replacement. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's another guy that's your replacement. Well, it was amazing. You, you were sitting here. You were kept suggesting people to me to yeah. to fill this other spot because Tim pulled out at the last minute. That's what she said. Yeah. But um, and then I was like, all of a sudden, I, I, I was I saw Shane Edge's name and I went, oh, Shane will be perfect. And they went, well, not, why not get Judd? He's a, they're about the same. Judd's got a le- little easier drive. So yeah. yeah. So it uh, it should work out for you. Everybody else couldn't. Could, had already had plans, and of course they were asked at the last minute. Yes, by me. That's fine. I'm sure he I was, feel good now. He was excited. I to, feel like uh, we have a chance to defend. Is it count as defending? Like, so everybody yeah, says you're the like, captain. Is Georgia defending its national championship? Even though about the same players? players, yeah, yeah, of course. So if they win, they've defended it. It's the team, and because you're the team, I am. The then team. you get to dictate whether or not is defending. Do you remember how miserable we were that last year's tournament because of the weather? Rain rain and cold. It was cold. So it was like November, I guess, right? It was freezing. And I remember us, we played like six holes and we were like, I've had enough. And then I go, yeah, but we birdied every hole. Let's (laughs) keep going. We ended up winning the tournament. That's what happens. Um, Well, the Gators obviously. you drive every green. Yeah, yeah, that helps. (laughs) I did hit it very well that day. Um, Anthony Richardson has not thrown it well, and that is the uh, concern that continues to, I guess, be on everyone's mind here. And actually, Judd and I were talking about it. It was like the, the typical like barbershop conversation. You're talking about the two experts, different things <laughs> going on to uh, 
But, I mean, he said the same thing. And, obviously, he has been around a lot of really good football sure. players. And, like, it just – Anthony looks scared. And you don't know how to get him out of that mode. And, again, I, I don't know if it's Napier holding him back, whoever's holding him back. But, like, for, for those – Well, if, why, if, that's my thing. Why wasn't he scared in the first game? Right. Why was right. – why, why did they not hold him back in the first exactly. game? Exactly. That's what I say. And and if that's the case, and and if if you're Billy Napier, and you're if that's why to me it's not Billy Napier telling him to do it, because if Billy Napier is scared of him getting hurt, well you're not going to win games anyway. What's the point? Who cares? Exactly. Like you need to win games, and you're your not, best asset to win games is to have that guy run the football. You're not beating Tennessee with Jalen Kitna. No. no offense to Jalen Kitna, for all, I wouldn't know him if he walked in the room right now. Well, I would, but. <laughs> Well, most people would. Um, but that's to me, that's that's the thing. Like, if you're a coach. But it was like one of our callers said yesterday, uh, Anthony Richardson is more of a street ball kind of guy, right? Mm-hmm. That's where his skills are. Well, that's what he played in that first game. You know, the, the two biggest plays he made, well, three. One was a scramble. One yeah. was a scramble. <laughs> and one was a scramble for a touchdown pass. But in all three cases, he had pressure and, and had to find a way out of it. It wasn't that he did, you know, again, going back to Mullen's complaint about him that he, he didn't do what they were supposed to on the 80-yard run, which we always thought was foolish. But, yeah, but that's right. In, in the end, it's going to catch up to you. So you got to do the right thing, And as Spike Lee once said. And obviously defenses are going to take that away, as you would think Tennessee would, would try to do. So what they're not – so – where he was successful in that first game is Utah went balls to the wall trying to get him. Yeah. So that left everything wide open. Well, now you're kind of delayed rushing. You're waiting to see. You're almost forcing him to throw. And then if he breaks out of somebody that's rushing, somebody else is then going to be there to try to bring him down. So I think teams are playing him better right now. And we'll see how inevitably Tennessee does it. But to me, he's also not making the right decisions. Right. He has the option to keep the ball or hand the ball off on those RPOs, and he continuously over these last couple of games has handed the ball off to the guy up the middle. So either he's scared, and that's just his mindset of making it up, or he doesn't know how to read the defensive end or the linebacker or whatever his read is and where he's trying to go. He's making the wrong decisions from that standpoint as well. So either way, it's still, I think, technically Richardson's fault. Well, and it's not an ideal situation, especially to be going up there. Um, to play a, a really good football team. Now, again, we don't know how good they are because they played the back end of their schedule in the front. Usually they, it's an easy back end, but mm-hmm. they've had the uh, Ball State um, Cardinal. Or is that the Cardinal or the Ball State, the Cardinals now? I think they changed. They were the Redskins at one point, or that was that Miami of Ohio. Anyway, Ball State and uh, Akron Zips. I know that nickname. And then, of course, Pitt, a team that lost a lot of players. And took them to overtime. So it's not like they're this dynamic, they're going to win the whole thing kind of team. But that place is going to be loud. Game day going to be there. Do you know how many times game day has done the Florida-Tennessee game? Seven. Nine. I looked it up today. I actually have a picture somewhere when game day wasn't like huge yet. And you could kind of go there and just get there. But a bunch well, of. Well, it started, what, 95? Yeah. I think is when the first one was. So, so this would have been while maybe, I was in college. So maybe, yeah. what, 98, 99, somewhere in there, whenever Tennessee was here. So, though, 99, 99 they would have been would here. Have been here. So, 
so it was 99 and we spelled out gators with our shirts off and then i was the exclamation point with my shirt off so there's so there's many a, jokes there's I a could picture tell there. somewhere we made the right decisions like brad was the o See, so deserved to be the O. I was yeah. the stick, so I deserved to be the exclamation point. And everybody else kind of fit in. I have a picture of that somewhere. I got to see that. Picture. Yeah, I'll look for it. Or at least I know one of, one of, my, one of those guys has it somewhere. So I'll, I'll get it, find so it. So that would have been. So uh, Wilkerson was It could have even school. been 97, though. Must have been 97 because Wilkerson would have been gone. He'd have been with. Uh, no, Wilkie wasn't in it. You this said is, Brad. Yeah, but Brad, different Brad. What Brad? Well, I don't want to say his last name in case you don't want to, everyone to know that I called him Chubby. Brad. I but I love Brad. I but he just, he was at the time, he fit the O good. Now I got to go look at the Now names. he doesn't fit the O anymore. He looks good. Okay. I could still fit the exclamation point. You could. That's true. I could be the A, though, I think. You can be an A. I can tell you that. So, <laughs> so that was certainly something... Uh, Something fun. Yeah, it must have been 97 because... 97 was the game. It would have been a more important game. Yeah, 90... Well, 97 was huge. um, And that was um, the game where they... I'm pretty sure they, on fourth down, uh, they gave it to Jamal Lewis. And on the play that they always ran, and and Florida was ready for it and stopped them. But in 99 was the Alex Brown game, right? Yeah. Where he took off T. Martin's helmet. Mm Mm-hmm. And T. Martin didn't appreciate it. So maybe it's 99 because they won it in 98. Tennessee did. And they then did. Tennessee, they probably went in with a lot of hype. I'll have to look it up. There we'll was a lot it. of hype. I remember uh, your best friend, Mike Griffith, was, was taunting. i never talked to him in my life. Was taunting Gator fans really? downtown, downtown Gainesville about Jeez. how they were going to kill him. It, it, believe me, I was there. It was, I was, it was back when Mike and I were kind of friends and Robbie and I were. And Robbie never – Robbie can never get over that. He was like – he was like, ooh, T. Martin may be around the corner. You guys better be careful, you know. What's the spread? Have you seen it? It's not good. Really? Uh, it is. It's, uh, it opened at seven and a half back in the summer. I mean, when you could you could have gotten it at seven and a half before the season. By the time we got to uh, Monday, it was up to 10. Now it's 11. Really? It keeps going up. Wow. And, you know, they've only been the favorite. I think uh, in the last 25 years, I think six times or eight times, something like that. I think Florida covers 11. That's a lot of points for a team well, that you always beat and you've played three close games. I, I just don't think I, Florida I plays. I don't disagree with your premise. I do say this. Florida beating them in the last 16 out of 17 has nothing to do with it. Sure, I agree with that. But, but the fact that Florida keeps games close, they kind of play down to their opposition or play yeah. play up to it. Um, I feel like, yeah, they're, they're not going to let it get away from them. You wouldn't think so, but uh, again, they're, it, it could very easily. They're um, they got a really good team now. Again, I, we don't know how good they are. We we think they might be real good. They they, I think they go to the go on the road to play Alabama. I think they go on the road to play Georgia this year. I have to double check their schedule. Uh, Kentucky will be a big game for them. Um, obviously, that was a question I wanted to ask you, or did I ask you that question yesterday? What didn't. what did these schools have in common? Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina. What was the fourth? Kansas. What do those four schools all have in common? They're all three and zero. They're all three and zero, and they're all blue blood basketball, basketball schools. schools. Yeah, that's good. 
So it is pretty amazing when you think about it. Um, Kansas being the biggest shocker of all. Yeah. I love that coach. So Leopold, he is yeah. he knows what he's doing. I I thought you know he was one of those guys back I guess when Mullen got hired or somebody that I said you know Florida would never take a chance on a guy like that, but I think he'll do good wherever he goes, and he and he has at Kansas where nobody does good, especially your friend Charlie Weiss. Yes, although Mark Mangino, I heard I heard good. Charlie Weiss on uh, serious. I hear fantasy him every once football in a while. Yeah. the other day. He's on there and he's clearly like talking fantasy sports. You can tell he's in his recliner. Yeah, he's, he's just he's done. <laughs> All right, we won't talk anymore. Charlie Weiss, we'll talk Gators or whatever else you want to bring to the table. We'll take a break. Open up those phone lines for you. Three nine two eight two five five. You are listening to a Tuesday edition of the Tailgate. Now on ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM W. Good afternoon. I'm Talia Baya. Tonight in the MLB, the Tampa Bay Rays will be going against the Houston Astros in a home game. This will be the team's second time meeting in their three-game series after the Rays lost them yesterday 4 to nothing. Tune in right here at 6 for live coverage. Moving to tomorrow, the Florida volleyball team will be playing in their first SEC competition of the season against Bama. The Gators are currently coming in with a five-game winning streak with an 8-2 overall record. The game is set for seven at home. Lastly, Florida Women's Golf is playing in the Mo Memorial Tournament in Bryan, Texas. You can catch them continuing their playing tomorrow in the same place. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Talia Baya. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hey Gator Nation, it's Jamil here from the Mealy Pop Shop. Gainesville is home for all things sports cards, collectibles, memorabilia, autographs, Pokemon, Funko Pop, comics, coins, and more. Just wanted to share with you information about our new website, MealyPops.com. Well, Jamil, the website is fantastic. I was on there last night. You've got a ton of sports cards, Pokemon boxes, and packs. I even jumped into one of the online breaks, and guess what? I won some sweet stuff. Yeah, man, the website's got links to even all our social media accounts and info on the shop. We can't list everything on the store, so come on by the shop for a selection over 1 million cards and unopened boxes and packs. Remember, MealyPops.com, M-E-E-L-Y-P-O-P-S.com, and we are also open every Tuesday through Sunday located here in town by the Santa Fe College sign off 39th Avenue. Thank you so much for your support, Gator Nation, and as always, Go Gators! There's a ton of things I love doing. That's why I have so many fun jobs and why I try so hard to make it to the kids' concerts, recitals, and games. But with everything that's going on, it doesn't leave me much time to take care of the chores at home. And since I hate chores, especially cleaning, I let the experts handle that one for me. Each week, a fully trained team from Molly made dust, vacuum, wipes, cleans, whatever I need them to do in the house, leaving me more time to do the things I enjoy. Molly made is fully insured and is ready to do your dirty work for you as well. Call them up at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this. Here are your three grilled cheeseburgers. Enjoy your Sonic. So what came first, the grilled cheese or the burger? So you know the burger had to come first. You go back hundreds of years. 
Oh, cheese has been around hundreds of years, too. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger? The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger. Made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app. Wow, this is a good debate. Online only or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra. Limit one. Not good with other offers. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community. Its Veterans Making a Difference program honors over 20,000 veterans in North Central Florida. We're here for our veterans, our community, and we'll be there when you need someone on your side after a serious accident. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com. The Mary Wise Show, Monday evenings at 7, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Florida Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardoza and Pat Dewey, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, so you know how I like to give you movie reviews every once in a while. So last night, uh, Kelsey wanted to watch this movie, and I'm like, I hate horror movies, right? I, I just don't like them. Um, I don't want to be scared. But, she, you know, have, she's been gone a lot, school and everything, so we haven't seen a whole lot of her, and she's been working hard. So I said, I'll, I'll sit here and watch it with you. It's called uh, The Black Phone. just came out recently. And it was actually really good. Scary. But good. Interesting. Very interesting, too. Are you just not supposed to answer your phone? Is that the premise? No, it's different. It, it, there's no way I can explain it to you without giving stuff away. Okay. So I don't want to be spoiler alert because it is a movie that just came out, I think, this summer. Yeah. Uh, but it was good. I, I would recommend it. Let me put it that way. But if you don't like horror movies, um, it's not for you. Or is, <laughs> Remember that Teach and Chong bit when he goes, yeah, it's a horror movie, man. He goes, is Jane Fonda in it? Because <laughs> she had just been in Clute. Oh, jeez. Where she played a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. All right, let's get some good calls as we uh, get things going. Jake is going to kick things off. Jake, what's up? Welcome. Hey, hey, fellas. Thank you. Hey, Pat, I just uh, wanted to let you know, I don't know if you heard or not, but the Ringo Starr concert was absolutely off the charts, buddy. That, it was um, unbelievable. Over at the amphitheater? Yes, sir, and the crowd was, it's the best crowd I've been to in a, a concert in probably 35 years, man. You know, I Everybody will I will tell you, I've been, I've been to two concerts over there. I'm going to a third. I'm going to see the Head and the Heart, who I love, like, a lot. My, it's actually a birthday present. And I, that reminds me, i got to tell you about that day. <laughs> I won't be here. But, um, but I saw Weezer there, and I saw the Avid Brothers, and, and it was, yeah, the, it, it is one of the great places. I mean, it's not Red Rocks, but it's one of the great places to go to a concert. Yeah. So who I was in Ringo's band? Oh, God, you had to ask, man. Two of the guys from Toto. <laughs> uh, Rick, I can't pronounce his last name. starts with an L. Lapis Cure or something like that. And Warren Ham from Toto. Uh, Edgar Winter. Oh, jeez. Um, and Edgar, they played Frankenstein. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, you know, they played a couple Toto songs. And then there was uh, Colin Hay. You know who he is, right? Very, yeah. I love the Men guy, at Work. Yeah, the guy from, yeah, Men at Work. They did a couple Men at Work songs. 
and they had another minute work guy uh, on the team, and then a guy named Stewart from Average White Band. Um, and I don't know who the drummer, where he was from, but he was, man, he was really great. Could have been the his. Could have been his son, Zach Starkey, is a is a drummer. No, no, it wasn't his son. The guy's name was Bissimer or something like that. Greg Bissimer, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I Bessemer, Yeah, I, I think I've heard. Bessemer, of him. Okay. But uh, God, the, all the songs they did were just it was it was too much. Cool. It was uh, it was great. So anyway. But, hey, uh, I wanted to just ask a couple questions about the team. Um, Montrell Johnson and Etienne are just, those guys, man, they're just incredible. Uh, I'm amazed how good they are. Uh, But I got a question. Was it Richardson that called that play down where he threw that really crappy pass in the end zone, got intercepted? Or was that play called in, you think? Yep. It, it was, was Richardson decision. Yeah, but it wasn't audible. There was two options, and he chose the wrong. He chose the right one, but threw a wrong pass. Yes. Okay. Now, I know Johnson came here along with um, Coach Napier. Is he a sophomore? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yes. Wasn't he a fresh freshman of the year in the Sun Belt? So yes. yeah. And Etn is a. Freshman. Absolute true freshman, yep. right? Yep. I mean, they need to keep getting those guys pounding the rock, get them the ball. Well, I think I don't know how they'll do against Tennessee. I think Jeff will tell you this, and again, Tennessee could be as good a defense as they played against this year. And Kentucky was, I thought, had a good defense, but um, I don't think there's a way Florida can win other than pounding it and trying to shorten the game. I think that's the way is make it like we've talked about, Jeff. Make it a fourth quarter game. Down to the end, yes. maybe, yes, maybe, Diana. maybe Jabar Gaffney catches the ball. You know, maybe uh, uh, Felipe Franks <laughs> throws it to Tyree. Maybe you find a way to win the game the way they have so many times against Tennessee. Yeah, well, we sure hope that's going to happen. That's for sure because I don't know they're going to have to have a cutout against them. That's true. It's going to be a really tough place to play in that crowd up there, but. Uh, Appreciate it as always, guys. Thanks All right, a lot. Jake, thank you. You know something I, I never heard before that Coach Spurrier said yesterday on the podcast? Um, when he would go to Knoxville, he would wear double headsets, you know, like like two headsets so that you could totally drown out the – now, again, this is before no, noise canceling. Mm-hmm. But he would wear two double headsets to keep the it, the crowd out of it because he didn't want – he wanted to focus on the game. Sure. So he wouldn't hear that 100,000 people screaming, yelling, and wanting him dead. Yes, they did. Makes sense. All right, Dequarius joins us next. What's up, man? Hey, how you guys doing? Great. Um, I got a, I got an idea that I came up with that Napier and Mike can use. Go back to when Kirby Smart first made it to the national title. They were beating Alabama. Jalen Hurt was in the game. Kirby Smart knew everything about Jalen Hurt. But he did not know nothing about the freshman that was on the sideline by the name of Tua Tonga Valeo, whatever his name. Nick Saban came out in the second half, put Tua in, and that what won them the national title. Do you know why? Because Kirby didn't have any tape, any film on Tua, so he really didn't know how to defend To him. deal with him, yep. If, 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 if Richardson can't get it together, maybe we have to try one of the backups to make the defense back off and do not know how to defend either one of them. 
I don't think sometimes you just got to try something. Yeah, I would. I think that would be a desperation move um, because we don't even know what what Jalen Kitna can do, and we certainly uh, Max Brown was the only freshman they have, right? I, they got Ingle, the walk on, and a walk on. Yeah, so that would be a total desperation move. But um, I, I mean, I I completely get your point, and obviously, if if the Gators had Miller back there, that would be something that we might have even seen already, just yeah. knowing what what has happened. Um, but yeah, element of surprise is something. Everybody's so good now at being able to prepare and the film and the analysts and I mean they they probably had guys that are you know part of the staff as analysts that have been watching Anthony Richardson stuff for several weeks. So they're going to know everything that he does, and that's going to be up to now the Gator coaching staff to to do something different and try to come up with something different. But I, I think Dequarius, that's the problem because even if they do come up with something different and. Richardson's throwing 100 miles an hour. He's zinging over guys' heads, and it's not going to matter anyway. So, um, but I, but I, I do like the element of surprise. I mean, that's what it's all about. Yeah, and I just look at it like we can't get a passing game going. And um, Kentucky stole Georgia um, film from. Well, they ain't gonna say they stole it. Mark Stoops. That that's where he came from. That defense from. He took Georgia defense that. They used on Anthony Richardson last year, and he and he he perfected. He used it. Mm-hmm. He he went back and watched what Kirby did last year, and he brought it to his game. And now that everybody see that, South Florida tried it. You know Tennessee gonna try every every defense that Anthony come up against. Now they is gonna put a spy on him and soft blitz him. Yep. So if well, he, it's funny USF kind of did it. They did half the time, but the other half they didn't have a spy on him and. That's when he, the, the times he's got to see whether they have that there or not. And if they don't have it, go ahead and take off and run. But as, as Jeff said, I think he is playing scared. Yeah. And as we know, scared yeah. money don't make money. All right. All right, Jaquarius. Appreciate you. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you can't, I don't, here's the thing that's, that's funny. You know how we talked about the um, – the worst thing that ever happened to Dan Mullen was beating Georgia, right? That's an Andy Staples theory, and I I happen to subscribe to it. Once that happened, he said, I don't need players. I can win because I'm so smart. And think nothing went right after that, right? It went downhill. I think maybe the worst thing that happened to Anthony Richardson was the Utah game. Now all of a sudden his NIL money's going through the roof and everybody's talking about him winning the Heisman and everything. Might not have been a good thing. Yeah, because remember that week, SEC Nation is here, and they're doing the stuff with Tebow yeah. and comparing them and doing all these things. Exactly. I think it certainly and maybe he's not influenced something. Again, mature enough at this point, and again, very young player Yeah. to, um, yeah, to be able to handle it. Mentally, that. he's not where you need to be to be successful at this level, and that's a big part of it. Let's go back to the phones and get Buddy to join us next. Buddy, what's up? Hey, buddy. I think that might have been Marty. Oh, hey, Marty. Yeah. Marty, are you not our buddy? Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I know, buddy. <laughs> Sweet. But anyhow, uh, thanks for taking the call. I got a question. Do you think there's anybody in this conference that could cover Anthony Richardson as a receiver? I don't think so. I don't know that he can be a receiver, though. Well, yeah, he's I mean, scared to play he's, quarterback. He's he's Justin shorter size wise, but obviously a little bit quicker. 
Um, uh, and, and Shorter can't do anything because he doesn't know how to block out defenders and position his body and do some of the things you're supposed to do as a receiver. So I don't – I mean, physically probably not, but it's – I mean, there's a lot of technique to it too. I think he'd be as good a receiver as Tebow was a tight end. Uh, <laughs> you got to know the position. You yeah. can't just all of a sudden yeah. like – you know, I know, remember when we, everybody was talking about maybe Patrick Young. Look, I saw you saw your picture on TV. Patrick Young was man. Yeah, and they wanted, you know, they were talking about putting him on a tight end, and they went out and did a thing, on, and he was great at doing it. Yeah, but he didn't know the he wouldn't have played the position. Well, he had the soft I'm hand. certainly not saying anything negative about Patrick Young with what he's going through, but yeah, he was he was able to do some really great things uh, just on air. But I don't know. I don't know that that Anthony Richardson playing tight end is going to help Florida because who's going? First of all, who's going to get him the ball? Uh, well, I've, I've heard that this guy from Ohio State's got a better arm than he well, did. He's hurt. He can't play. That's from what I hear. I don't know if this is correct or not, but I hear that's no more than two more games. Okay, so two games from now, I would it's when he's ready. Problem, if you wanted to do that, you might be willing to do it. If you wanted to I move might. him, but you wouldn't move Richardson to tight end. You would, you would no, need need a second end. second uh, player, second quarterback. Well, well, do you have any idea what kind of hundred meter uh, time he runs? Because I know they don't run hundred meters in football; they run forties. But do you have any idea what kind of he's he's really really fast. He threw an interception to the Georgia guy last year, and the guy was running for you know a pick six, and all of a sudden out of the top of the screen, here comes somebody flying up there, making up. He didn't quite get there in time to, to tackle him before he got in the end zone. But that showed me right there that Anthony is very fast. He's a great athlete. There's no doubt about he's it. I, he's a great athlete. I don't want to but I, I don't I know if he's. I, I don't know if he's. If there's a position that he works for him, I really don't. Well, if he, if, if he does though, he could be a first or a second round draft pick. I think that's what he wants to be. You know, not not necessarily a, a receiver, but he definitely wants to go high in, in the draft. I mean, I'm sure. I oh, believe yeah. he could as a receiver. I really do. We'll pass that along. Four years ago, picked Kyle Trask, telling everybody that if, if Kyle Trask hadn't gotten hurt, Dan Mullen would have never seen him. Well, huh? you know, what? <laughs> that would have been a big mistake. <laughs> oh, you mean if Felipe didn't get hurt, he would Kyle no, Trask would never play. If Felipe play. hadn't gotten hurt, uh, yeah, that's what you're Mullen, trying to say, yeah. Uh, yeah, Kyle Trask would have been on the bench the whole time. Well, I think we all have accepted that. Well, I know that uh, the South Carolina Gator, he, he knew that because he mentioned that to Steve Russell a lot. And well, he wasn't the only I one. Mean, there were a lot of people. Lee McGriff was all, constantly talking about how good Kyle Trask was. Right? I oh, yeah. Old time. Hey, huh? I, time. I know you did. Thank you, Marty. You, you always did, yeah. I mean, a million people said that. And it was, it's not like it was a big secret, but for some reason it was a secret from Dan Mullen, which we can never figure out totally. All right, we need a break, so we'll do that. We won't keep any secrets. Whatever you want is fair game. Bring it to us, 392-8255. You're listening to The Tailgate. Campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM. W-R-U-F.
Want to start a career with a local company that's been in business for almost four decades, proudly serves the growing needs of our community, and has excellent pay and benefits? Join the quality plumbing team today. From high school grads to apprenticeships, journeymen to master plumbers, quality plumbing can help you build a rewarding career in a high-demand industry. Earn while you learn. Endless opportunities for advancement in job security. Visit qualityplumbing.com today to learn more. License number CFC 043073. We know it's been hot as heck outside, and the Gainesville summers certainly make you sweat. But I've got some fantastic news for you weather-wise. Folks, it's about to get even hotter. Now, don't worry. That's a good thing because prices are sizzling at Oaks Jewelry throughout the month of August. In fact, it is their lowest prices of the year. With fashion jewelry and sterling silver, 40% off. Earrings, rings, necklaces, gemstone jewelry, and diamond earrings, 30% off. And fellas, guess what? You can get 20% off engagement rings all month long. It's a perfect time to ask that perfect question. And there's no question that Oaks Jewelry is the place to go for all your jewelry needs. Locally owned and operated, they've been making Gainesville sparkle for more than 30 years. So stop by today, say hey, and walk away with the best gift in town. The barbecue dream began just before the Gators started winning a bunch of championships in the mid-2000s. And more than a decade later, I'm grateful to Gainesville. Just want to say thanks for helping us put the ribs back in barbecue. Hey, this is Adam of Adam's Rib Company. My wife Michelle and I just love seeing thousands of you that have made our restaurant a place to gather, chat, root on the Gators, and chow down on some barbecue. From their slow-smoked ribs, pork, or chicken with flavors that are fantastic, to homemade side dishes of anything imaginable, there's a reason why I use Adam's for a ton of my lunch breaks in between the many jobs from game day ordering to that special event where you don't want to cook we're here to help whether it's an intimate setting amongst friends or a tailgate party for the game we'll fix you up right with the freshest meats and ingredients to make sure your barbecue package is complete so check them out online at adamsribco.com but be prepared to drool when you see the menu or better yet stop by their dining location on 13th street or the place that northwest gainesville has fallen in love with the new carryout spot on 43rd and 53rd right across the street from Publix. You still can't find them? Just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town. Well, we all hope to be at the top of our game with everything we do. Hard work certainly helps, but so does preventing things from going haywire. So for me, it's maintaining my physique with a little less gummy bears. For those with AC units, it's a maintenance plan that'll keep you cool all year long. And there is nobody better at it than Crystal Air and Water. They've got fast service and flat rates with no surprises, no contracts, no pressure, and you can cancel any time. Their four-tier preventative maintenance plan has something to suit whatever need you have. So when you need to feel secure that your AC unit is at the top of its game, a call to Crystal Air and Water is one you want to make. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Scattered showers and even a few thunderstorms are possible, especially north and east of Gainesville as we go through the evening hours. I do expect storms to wrap up, especially by midnight. We'll see partly cloudy skies during the early morning hours of your Monday, but the potential for some patchy fog to develop is there, so be mindful of that, especially if you have early morning commute times planned. Tomorrow, fog should dissipate, but the afternoon does bring the chance for showers. From the UF Weather Center, our meteorologist Justin Ballard. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. Jalen Hurts has convinced me to push him over the top. He is a, what I call a baller. And he showed me that he is one of those guys putting in another bucket. And, and 
he is in that bucket with the MVP candidate for me as of right now in terms of Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray. I'm sliding him right over there. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Bump, set, spike. We are your home for Gator women's volleyball. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. I was just thinking about my favorite trips to Knoxville because we never really are downtown. You are, though, right? Well, no, you're out at the the Hilton. Yeah, the airport. Yeah. And we stayed there until Urban got us kicked out after 06. He didn't didn't like the fact the media was – he didn't realize we were in there to get us kicked out. But um, the um, 96 so there was nothing like that. That that hype for that game was like unlike anything. It's going to decide the Heisman, the SEC East, the SEC champion. Ended All up t- in the third week of the season. Canceled. It ended up the national champion um, as well. Um, it was it was it got to be almost too much hype. Of course, I had to spend a whole week up there talking. I remember talking to uh, a bunch of fans about Spurrier, right? And. Uh, Obviously, they were ripping him. They they hate him, you know. And he saw me uh, Friday night at the team hotel, and he goes, "What? You find people under a bridge?" <laughs> I said, "No, these every this is everybody, man. Yeah, they, we they, you. You left them, okay? You you left You're them. The hometown on. boy, yeah. But he owned them too. I think he, he went eight and four at Florida, and two of the losses were in the first three years." And both, he had a, both there. He had another one of his really good quotes was he had coached in Neyland, I think, 14 times. And he says, man, I've, I've coached here longer than some real Tennessee coaches. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, that's true. So, good stuff. All right, back to the phones. It is Mike's turn to join us next. Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, a couple questions. Uh, you know, I may have been – not remembering correctly, but I feel like Richardson last year at times was a much more polished passer almost. Like I can think of some throws against LSU and some moments where I feel like he's progressed a little bit. And the second second thing is, is uh, I'm just wondering if you guys can remember a time when it was so obvious that there was a lot of fear, you know, being played with. I feel bad for the kid, but uh, it, it's, uh, it's tough to watch. And I just hope we give him some time to get better. Yeah, I think John Brantley would be one you can go back and look at. Maybe even Driscoll a little bit when when he got put in against Alabama. You know, when when he was young. So I mean, there's a couple guys you could tell they're just maybe spooked a little bit early. But he's, I mean, Richardson shouldn't be spooked. And and I would say Pat, the thing about the throws and and Shane made a good point. I didn't feel in game one he was no, yeah. But Shane was, made a good point in the broadcast was, I I think that LSU last year obviously. They were behind. They had a lot to and do. Like terrible. Defense. He wasn't thinking at all. He was literally just reacting, seeing somebody and just letting it go. Now he's got so much to think about and process, and 
like just try to understand. I just think there's too much going through his mind, and he he's just timid, uh, and yeah. he can't play that way. And in that game, they benched Emery, right? Because even though he had that hail mary at the end of the half, he yeah. he came back and I think he threw two picks in the third quarter. Yep. Yeah. And they benched him, and Richardson, yeah, could let it fly. He was really good. That's what he's got to do. It, he is a great athlete. You know what happens when great athletes let it fly? Good things There's happen. Usually you know what happens when they play tense, tight? Nothing good happens. No, and and that's where I don't know if there's some kind of sports psychologist or something that gets to him and just makes him forget about it. I, I don't know how you get into his mind and say, get him out of that. I, and, and I think it's, and there may be too many people in his mind. Well, right partly, but but I guess we're all different. I think that's maybe the most perplexing thing to me, because you know, again, it goes back to the the pressure stuff. Like or, like I don't think Michael Jordan ever felt pressure, and and obviously I'm not saying that I'm Michael Jordan either, but I don't ever recall being scared stepping on a mound or worrying about something. Like if you prepare enough. If you understand or you're confident in yourself, then you're just going to go out and play the game. Like, just because you give up a home run, that yeah. didn't mean all of a sudden, oh my God, I'm not going to ever throw that pitch again. No, I screwed up on that pitch. So now I'm going to get more pissed off and I'm going to make sure that I'm better. And that's not the mindset that Richardson's having. It's face some kind of adversity and then it's almost like get worse. Yeah, like, he's, like, he doesn't I, I have be careful it what in I do him versus... to get pissed off. That's why I said yesterday. Like, and Is I know that where you were trying to piss him off. Oh, I would go kick him in the nuts. Like, piss him <laughs> off. Something. He's just. He's not. He might play able to play if you do that. He's not though. playing with an edge. No. Absolutely and not. and it's really really costing him. All right, let's get uh, John to join us next. John, what's up? Hey guys, enjoy the show. But hardly ever call in. Um, they're kind of still bringing on the same theme about the quarterback. I don't know. I read an article last week that that was like, you know, eye-opening. It went back and talked about athletic quarterbacks from Vince Young, Sam Newton, Lamar Jackson, even Tim Tebow. They just went on and on and on and broke all of them down. And they said every one of them was successful because none of them ever throwed the ball more than 20 times a game. If they did, it was like, I mean, rare. I mean, they said over each one of them's career, you know, Vince Young had two games in his career where he threw more than 20 passes. He won a Heisman and a national championship. Lamar, and they just they just went on and on. And they said actually he didn't win a Heisman. Season, yeah, Vince didn't get the Heisman. No, Reggie Reggie Bush won it that year. Yep, and then he okay, lost well, it. Got, <laughs> well, I'm sorry, he got the national championship. Yeah, but you know what else is common about all those guys you mentioned, John? Um, they all had great players around them. Great receivers that's around true. him. And I, I just I think that's part of the – it's not – look, he's not making good decisions. He's playing a little bit scared. I agree with Jeff on all that. But it's not like he's lining up with Lewis Murphy and Riley Cooper and and uh, Percy Harvin, you know, at, at a wide receiver. He's He's got guys that aren't necessarily very fast. And as you know, um, Jeff, they've run how many jet sweeps and, and bubble screens to Xavier Henderson – Total of gets no yards. Two point three yards is what yeah. he's averaging per touch. So they still have yeah. guys guys out there right now. I just well, I mean, even, but like even with Cam Newton and Lamar Jackson, they weren't stacked with just NFL receivers. That I mean, they were the difference makers on the team. Yeah, um, you know, I know, I know, Tim was, but but like I said, I just 
it was it was it was neat to say, and I don't know if this is partly that focus confidence on having him pass for almost thirty passes against Kentucky and now he's spiral, but it was something how they all said that these guys they run first, they run and then when they go to throw they, they're so worried about stopping the run right. that receivers are open. Because, Correct. you know, it's like, hey, it's an easy pitch and catch because they only need to throw it 15, 16 times because people are wide open. And I, I just, I mean, in, in that Kentucky game, they asked him whether he was checking off to it or was called. I think he had, what, 28 passes, close to 30. It was 35, I think. You know, and, 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 and then, of course, you know, I, you, know you don't know, but they're – like I said, I'm, I'm fearful, and I, you know, and I hope I'm wrong because I mean, if for somehow, some way, Florida, if Florida can find a way to win that ball game Saturday, there'll be a mass suicide in the Tennessee River Saturday night because <laughs> you know they they think this is it, but I, I really think that we're gonna better we we better enjoy listening to Rocky talk a lot on Saturday. But, well, hey, that this is thank you, John. This is definitely going to be a sound off game for me. I'm not, I'm going to watch it. I've watched the first three with the sound on. Certainly wanted to hear Tom Hart, but I this and I I have nothing against Brad Nessler. I actually like him very much, but sound off. I don't want to hear that song any more than I absolutely have to. Half bear, half cat. All right, one break left in the hour, so we'll knock that out, come back, get a few more phone calls to seal the deal till 5 o'clock, but we're here all the way until 6, so if you want to be a part of it, join us here on the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Talia Baya. In that MLB, the Tampa Bay Rays fell short to the Houston Astros last night going home with a 4-0 loss. Tonight, they will be playing in Round 2 of their three-game series in hopes to steal a win. You can find live coverage and updates right here at 6. For Gators Volleyball, the team will be playing in their first SEC competition of the season against Bama tomorrow. Last Friday, Florida played in front of NCAA record-breaking crowd, beating number 4 Wisconsin in five sets. The game is set for seven at home. Lastly, Florida Women's Golf will be playing 18 holes in day two of the Memorial Tournament tomorrow. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Talia Baya. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. It's known as a small place with a big taste. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're really missing out. The place that's been voted best cheesesteaks in Gainesville, it's called Big Mills. Serving 100% top butt sirloin, 100% chicken breast on their cheesesteak sandwiches, Big Mills has a big taste. They also offer sausages, hot dogs, burgers, and salads with a baseball theme inside that every diehard is going to want to see. They've also got ice cream and milkshakes to wash it all down, so come on down to 2111 13th Street, right next to Adam's Ribs and see why Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. At IDC, you're going to see more diamonds and diamond jewelry than you ever imagined in one place at prices you never thought possible. IDC owner Keith LeClaire. Nobody's ever accused me of not having enough diamonds. I got over 50,000 diamonds in stock, all shapes, all sizes, all price points. We're talking 30 times the selection of ordinary jewelry stores, all at rock bottom, no middleman prices, right? We refuse to be beat on any diamond, any price, anywhere, period. And relax. At IDC, there's no pressure. 
No commission salespeople, no pricing games. In fact, we'll show you the inside secrets of the diamond industry and teach you how to maximize value. At IDC, you get to buy like a dealer buys. All this plus a free lifetime warranty on any purchase, a 110% diamond upgrade guarantee, and over 4,000 designer rings you won't find anywhere else. We are the 800-pound gorilla, and you'll see the difference the minute you walk in the store. International Diamond Center. If you're in the market to buy a diamond and you don't come to IDC, you are nuts. At Celebration <laughs> Point. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Nothing runs like a... Nothing runs like a... I need a Kubota. Get into Florida Coast Equipment today. Your Florida Kubota dealer. We have equipment you can depend on. And people you can trust. We have the best deals in the state on Kubota tractors, Kubota mowers, Kubota utility vehicles, and Kubota construction equipment. Our family has been Florida's premier Kubota dealership for over 30 years. So whether you're buying, renting, or simply need your Kubota service, come into any of our 10 Florida locations. Equipment you can depend on. And a price you'll love. Visit FloridaCoastEQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is the voice of the Gator, Sean Kelly, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. All right, we welcome you back. Jeff and Pat here with you. Let's get uh, more of your phone calls as we're running out of time here in the first hour. Lewis is next. Hey, Lewis. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, got two questions. Um, when I see Anthony Richardson do a media day or talking to the media, he has on glasses. I wonder if he's seeing the whole field. I don't see him wearing any glasses or anything. I'm not sure if he got contacts or whatever. Well, uh, when, who is the only player you've ever seen wear glasses? Chris Sabo. Well, football. Rodrigo Blankenship, who was a the kicker. kicker yeah. yeah. No, no. Eric Dickinson used to wear. He did very good. Yeah. The Rex Specs. Huh? Yeah, the Rex Specs. He was. He all wore them. Yeah. Yeah, he he wasn't, but I was just wondering is Anthony seeing the whole field uh, during the game, uh, and then secondly. Uh, he needs to just be turned to loose and say, if it ain't there, just go get what you can get, you know, and stop trying to run the playoffs, be, you know, do his due diligence to the play when those guys are not the receivers that used to be here last year. Uh, that's my thought. And then la- secondly, I really believe the DBs for the Gators give up too much cushion mm-hmm. against opponents. They are so far back, right down into the red zone, they're still seven, eight, ten yards back, and that's just giving us giving us fatigue the first down. I, why can't there be an adjust? I know they want to keep everything in front of them, but if you get in the red zone, if you can't run twenty yards with a receiver, you need to be on the sideline with the coach. I mean, gosh, I mean, too much cushion all night long the other night. Yeah, and I think we saw that come back and haunt them. A lot of those quick little hitters or slants, and they weren't ready. Obviously. We saw one guy jump a slant and, and help, but yeah, for the most yeah. part, 
And, and that was actually a part of the call. When, when I talked to him after the game, he said that was all Patrick Tony. Patrick Tony making that decision to come and jump that route. So but he was just doing what he was the told. The quarterback pumped, pumped just a little bit, and it, it gave him a, a little more time to get in there. That was a huge mistake by Bohan. Yeah. Um, but, no, I, I, I do agree with you on that, Lewis. I, I mean, the, the problem is now with Tennessee and all the receivers that they have, you know, they're going to be running five different routes and all over the place. It's going to be tough to cover those guys. So maybe that's the only balls, thing. You yeah. just you should try to get on and bump them at the line and get them off their routes. Yeah, but what most teams do, right, and, you got to, and especially with even Utah, the, the, the tight ends ran free. Yep, wide open. You didn't think that you would thought they'd have figured that one out, put somebody over his nose to slow him down. Um that's got to change this week. Uh, but also, they teams play Anthony's with seven DBs. They only rush four. Anthony's got to throw at seven. At some point, you've got to start passing downfield to some of your backs, let your backs run against those linebackers, and hit short routes with your back, and then let them work one-on-one with, with your uh, linebackers. That's right. You know, uh, because they, they're, running, they're throwing seven DBs at this guy, rushing four with the seven in the backfield. And it's just hard to throw against that. A lot of you, people got that. You should run every no down doubt. if they play seven good, DBs. Good yeah. stuff, Lewis. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Yep. Yeah, I, but I would be stunned if I found out that Anthony Richardson does not wear contact lenses. And he should be able to see the whole field. Seeing the field is not the problem. No. John, what's up? Welcome. You finish up the hour. Uh, hey, uh, you came up with a great thing with that psychology thing. Uh do you remember, of course you remember, uh, Tom Glavin, you remember he couldn't get out of the first inning. I mean, it was really a bad thing. And he went to see the psychologist, Bingo, at work for him. Yeah, John, John, John Smoltz did it, and he said it saved his career. Okay. Yeah, maybe it was Smoltz, not Glavin. Yep. Okay. Yeah. But anyhow, as far as Anthony, I love him. I think he's a great guy. But sometimes you look for a kid that's got it. Who knows what it is, but you know it when you see it. I just don't think he's got it. I really don't. Well, and that's the biggest problem they have is if he doesn't have it, who has it on that in that quarterback Hello. room? Yep. And my answer would be probably nobody right now. Yep. So they're in a bad bad okay. spot, but uh, maybe it clicks all of a sudden. Maybe it, it just they they come up with a perfect game plan and it clicks and they're able to win this game and and go forward. But I'm not. I'm not betting on it. Let me put it that way. No, I mean he. He's not going to be good until he plays with no fear, and he runs the ball and he does what he's supposed to. Even even running, I mean he he ran runs out of bounds going towards the goal line four yards behind the the line of scrimmage when he should have thrown it away. That's even another bad decision. I mean you cost your team four yards. Just because you didn't want an incompletion, you're well outside the pocket. I mean, those are just the little things that are happening right now that aren't yeah, that play, showing I, everybody I, I was that. Tr- trying to remember that play, and now that you it was on the Gator sideline. Yeah, and now I now I was thinking about it. And I was like, yeah, I was yelling at the TV. Like, what are what you, are you doing? doing? Just throw the ball away. Don't Who run was out it of bounds? used to do that all the time? We used to get mad about. Was it Felipe? That used to run out of bounds for. I was always long. mad at Felipe, yeah, so I don't know. I wonder if he's played at all yet up in Atlanta catching some passes. Uh, I think he's got Mario. Uh, Pitts ain't catching any, so I'm sure. If no. 
I think that he's he is still the backup quarterback too. Really? Yeah, I think he plays multiple positions, but he doesn't play. I don't understand that the Falcons. I, I don't know how you take Kyle Pitts and, and I mean, well, he's I, non-existent. Well, the thing with Dan Mullen did it by just sitting him out of games. <laughs> at uh, at um, obviously at um, at Atlanta, I don't think they're doing it on purpose. They're just not calling good plays. Pitts has four catches for thirty-eight yards yeah. in two games. He's and and everybody goes, well, I, I he's the highest highest uh, pick tight end in history. Yeah, that's the problem. Is not where he got drafted. The problem is they aren't throwing the ball. Yeah. Problem is Marcus Mariota is the quarterback. Yeah, he's pretty average. But it, it is amazing when you think about all of the average quarterbacks in the NFL at the highest level. There aren't thirty-two good ones. And that that is amazing. But again, a lot of them don't have enough guys around them. You know. Well, we got a lot of guys and gals on the phone, so uh, we'll take this top of the hour break. Come back and get plenty more. Have fun uh, with your conversations. You're listening to the tailgate powered by Gatorland Toyota. Spill U251CG Gainesville from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. So we're giving you the easiest car buying experience ever. Your schedule doesn't have time for five hours in a car dealership. Work, kids, soccer practice, grocery runs, jury duty. Really? That again? Gatorland Toyota puts your convenience at the top of the list. With Express Shopping, you can browse our incredible selection and buy your vehicle entirely from the comfort of your home. Financing, paperwork, trade appraisal, even the pricing can be done remotely. No need to come to the dealership. Gatorland Toyota delivers your new car to you. And what if that car was fully customized? With our pre-order program, it's easier than ever to get the exact vehicle you want from headlights to trunk. Have a vehicle to trade or sell? Even if you don't buy from us, we'd love to take it off your hands and give you a top dollar offer that you're sure to love. Come experience how Gatto's got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. Life is short, and if we spend our time suffering with pain and it takes away our joy, that's not a very good way to live. He's right. It's hard to be happy when you're in constant pain. QC Kinetics patient Chad admits the chronic pain in his knee really robbed his quality of life. When I was going to the traditional doctor and getting the pain pills, my smile wasn't as big as it usually is. Going to my high school reunion on crutches, it was awful. But then Chad visited QC Kinetics. He experienced the real power behind natural regenerative treatments. Using healing properties from his own body, QC Kinetics was able to restore and repair damaged tissue, finally giving Chad lasting relief with no drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. And I'm feeling on top of the world because of QC Kinetics. Learn how advanced regenerative medicine can help your body heal itself at QC Kinetics. Call now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. In Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community, sponsoring shows like The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, live every weekday from 4 to 6. You can also join our podcast, Meldon Law and Friends, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and 37 audio platforms. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. 
Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldenLaw.com. Radiant Credit Union could cover your car payments for a whole year. Are you listening? A year! We don't want to be responsible for any FOMO or the complex emotions you might go through if you miss out. So, here's your heads up. Right now, you can save big with a Radiant Credit Union auto loan at an amazingly low rate. Plus, no payments for 90 days. And you could win your car payments for a year. But hurry, this offer ends September 30th. Visit RadiantCU.org slash autoloan and get started. Federally insured by NCUA. Things have certainly got a little out of hand lately when it comes to just buying our everyday necessities. Just look at gas, streaming services, and heck, even chicken wings. Well, there is one necessity that shouldn't cost a ton, and that's taking care of yourself and helping fix all the aches and pains in life. And the fine folks at Titan MRI agree. With costs a fraction of what you'd pay at a hospital, you'll not only save money, you'll be taken care of by staff with over 20 years of scanning experience. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town and has offices in Gainesville and Lake City. And the great part about going there is you can park right out in front of the office. There's no long walks from a parking garage. The average scan time is just 15 minutes. So you can get back on your way with doing whatever it is you do in no time. With nothing but five-star reviews, they'll give you the five star treatment titan mri is a place where your doctors are sending their family so when you need an mri call titan first and you'll burst into smiles that it'll be the best thing you ever did for yourself this program is paid for by talking reds llc the tailgate with jeff cardozo and pat dooley is on the air quiet on the set we're all sound action you can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK that's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. Let me ask you this question. Are people... Overreacting to how good the Bills look in the first two weeks? Uh, probably not. They were getting a lot of hype preseason-wise, and they're living up to it. And, and they was, showed it last year. I was kind of surprised. I didn't know there were two games last night. I was like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But neither one was very good. A couple of blowouts. Yeah. Phillies. I mean, the Eagles look good. The Phillies? Phillies. Philadelphia. Eagles look pretty good, too. And you know, give credit to Jalen Hurts. But the th- and now think about that quarterback room. It was Hertz, Tua, and Mac Jones. And wasn't it? They were the three quarterbacks, and now they all were tearing it up in the wasn't NFL. Wasn't it Coker, Hertz, and Tua, the first one? The one they won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it is they, again. But that—that's what happens. You again. We were talking about, you know, players and whether you know this guy should play or this guy should play. But when you get nothing but five-star quarterbacks. You don't have to hit on them all. You don't have to hit on them all in the same year. You're gonna, it's gonna work out for you. Now, what they've been able to do over the years is keep those guys. In some cases, it's for example, Tua coming into the game in the national championship, and they went, and now he's the quarterback, and Jalen Hurts is heartbroken, and then Hurts comes in for him, hangs in there, and comes in with him, and finally does transfer, because um, he knew who the who the man was. You know who the quarterback coach of Jalen Hurts is right now? He is um, – no, I don't. Brian Johnson is up in right? Philly. 
That's right. He's in Philly. Yeah. So I think he's made Hurts a really good quarterback. Well, again, he, give him a lot of credit. A lot of people felt like when he left, that was a big blow for Dan Mullen. Yeah, certainly was, and you could see it big time. All right, back to the phones we go. Kick off the second hour with PG. What's up? What's up, guys? How you doing? We're great. You good? Yeah, man. Sweet. Um, got a few things. Uh, so Allen, the Bills quarterback, he's the difference maker. But that dude didn't even have a scholarship offer, man. Yeah. He uh, sent tape out. I mean, they took a chance on him in Wyoming. I think Juco before that. And guys were talking trash about him after he was a first-round pick. I think it was Jalen Ramsey. Remember that? Oh, yeah. And uh, that dude is freaking incredible. But um, – but, but hey, and I don't want to interrupt you, but th- I mean, th- and think about this. Like, what is, I don't know if you were listening before, but we were talking about Richardson and his personality and the different things. Like, if you watch Josh Allen, like, and, and obviously Brady, but some of the better, like, he's a mean SOB. Like, he wants to kick your ass. Like, he goes out there with a purpose and, and a fight. And I mean, he's ready to sit there and, you know, get up to a defensive lineman after he gets off the huddle and get in his face. Like, that's what. I think makes a really good athlete. Yeah. And I hear people talking about the sports psychologists and, and, but you have has them, Dr. Jamie Jenkins in the Hawkins center. She's great, man. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's talking to people, but, and that leads to the other thing I was going to say, how do you develop? I, I don't feel like that's a, obviously you have to develop that. Now you have to change your mindset, but you can't develop until you get over that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't. So, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of worried about it. And he is a good kid, man. And um, But he's got to get over that. The other thing is, when he sticks his leg in the ground and goes, it just doesn't look the same. I'm not saying an injury, but his acceleration, you saw it in Kentucky. He was better, obviously, at Utah. But, like, he's, it's just taking him a while to go. I don't know if that's part of that, like the yips kind of, like, should I go, should I not, what mm-hmm. am I doing? But it just doesn't. He doesn't look like he's getting into acceleration. <clears throat> much later now than he did before because he was just gone first step before and, and he yeah. was faster than secondary guys. But I, I don't know. Like I, you can't continue like this. That's the thing because if it's not working, then you can't continue to keep trying. Like it's just going to put him further and further back. So I you have to put somebody in. How far out is Miller? I think still I think still a couple weeks away. Really? Yeah. Man, that that's unfortunate because I think it, I think he needs a break. Sure. In my opinion, you know. I yeah. That sometimes that would be good for him, just or even just a series or two, where he could sit there and watch, and 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 maybe that would piss him off. Like if he sees somebody else have success, and he could be like, "Man, that that should be me out there." All right, I'm going to change my mindset. I don't know. To me, I think you know, even like I I would think of stuff like that. I mean, I think back to my playing days. I mean, I won't say the dude's name, but there was a guy that they started throwing ahead of me. And I was like, this guy's effing horrible. And, like, I should be out there. And then I would do something and say something. And then finally when I got that chance, like, that dude never played again because I stole his job. So, I I mean, I think that that's part of it too. Like, maybe because he's the guy and and if he's saying to the media, which I think is stupid in in itself, well, I don't want to do this because I'm worried about other people you know, my position and other people like, no, just go freaking play the game, dude. Well, that, and that's the thing. We always want players to be honest. We always want them to say, you know, be interesting in in press conferences. But when I heard both of those things that he said about his lack of confidence and about not, you know, 
being aware of the quarterback room situation, I cringed. You know, like what? What the sounds hell? like a was? What is? Yeah, what's the point? Or or yeah. you know? So I don't know. I mean, it, it's I don't know that there's an answer, and that's the thing. We, you know, going into this year, PG, we all knew this was not going to be a great team. We hoped we then as the season got closer, we started thinking, well, maybe it'll be better than we thought, and then. Um, you know, it's it's clearly about, to be honest with you, about the team I thought it would be. Yeah, you still know what you're going to get. Because <laughs> I didn't no. know what we were going to get before Utah, and then you didn't know against Kentucky, and then you didn't know against South Florida. So you're back at square one. Except you didn't know that there was going to be sports psychology getting played in. I never saw that coming. No. I thought he was just he's a team leader. He's confident. Um, one other thing. The other thing that scares me about Tennessee, which I'm not normally worried about, but I am because they run that fast break, whatever. Billy's been like managing the defensive linemen and, and trying to keep them fresh because you know they're not real deep in the front seven. I mean, it could. I don't. I hope it doesn't. But that's where I see probably as big a problem is if they get tired, and Tennessee can just. I mean, that, that's a real worry for me is, you know, almost done in the second quarter coming out in the third and they and they can't even, you know, basically get to the line to, for the next play. Or if we get down 14, trying to come back with this air off assault that we have. I, I don't know, man. I think I think 11, when you were saying that, Jeff, it could go up. It's creeping up. Yeah. Like it keeps oh, moving. yeah. Well, it went from 7.5 to 11 in two days, so. Oh, I, I, I and I get that. I can see that. I, I guess the good thing is, like, I, I have a lot of confidence in these coaches. I mean, I, I really like Patrick Tony a lot. Um, but if they don't have the depth, then obviously that's going to hurt them. But I also think that they will come up with a good enough game plan. Like, I'm not worried about what they're going to do. I'm, I'm certainly worried about the players that are going to be out there and whether or not they're going to execute the game plan and, and be able to do that. And so. and that's probably where it is. I mean, you and I have talked a lot, and you know, you've done shows, and we know that there's not a lot of depth on this team. So that is certainly going to be an issue if if guys get gassed, and there's nothing that they can do about it. And Billy did a good job with that. You know, USF was, was a little rougher, but even in the Kentucky game, I thought he was really and Tony, and they were really kind of getting the most out of the guys. And then they get tired yep. real late, and and there's not much you can do. Last thing to go there, I do think Billy. Napier and his staff can evaluate talent, which is a real plus for the future because I like – I mean, look at the best players on the team right now. They're the transfers, the young guys. They're producing. So that gives me a lot of hope that they're good evaluators and that this roster with the transfer portal, things are faster now that it's not three years. Maybe it's a year and a half, two years. If this class was pretty good that we're seeing some some payback from already, you know? so Yeah, good point. That's all I got, man. All right, PG. Good, show. good stuff. Thank you. Appreciate yeah, it. I mean, again, the class that's coming in will have some impact, but it, it's kind of like with Texas A&M. It's number one class in America and lose Stappy State. I mean, you, it's going to take a while to build it up. It, it's going to take three recruiting classes to get this program back where it needs to be, in my opinion. Chris joins us next. Chris, welcome to the tailgate. All right. Hey, fellas. Um, all right, so, yeah, I've been listening to, uh, for a while uh, on Anthony Richardson. And I think it's interesting because it was funny. Before the Utah game, uh, a lot of my friends were saying, oh, you know, we think he's going to do better now that, that he's the sole quarterback. He's not fighting for his job every week, you know. Uh, and, and after the Utah game, I was hearing that a lot. Like, oh, you know what it is? He's got that confidence. He knows nobody's breathing down his neck. But it goes to show you how we just, you know, 
kind of searching for what could be the problem. But I'll be honest with you, and I'm not a huge Gators fan. I'm kind of a newer one. I moved to Gainesville immediately recently and I've liked them more and more, and I've been going to see games. Honestly, I what surprises me is that people didn't expect this coming in more because I was looking at his stats from last year, and it was also the way I felt about him last year. He was really inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And if you look at, look at his interception versus TD on the non-conference games versus the SEC games, and I'm telling you, I think he's doing the same thing this year that he did last year, and for whatever reason, we all just didn't, didn't see it as clearly. Well, well, yeah, it's night and day different. No, but I, I, I thought going into the season, I thought that um, just to change the scenery, the fact that he was the guy would make a difference, and, and that part I was yeah, wrong but, about. But, Pat and, and Chris, there, there's a reason why Billy Napier, despite everything that everybody was hyping up about Anthony Richardson – Napier would always pump the brakes. And what would he say? This is a guy that's only thrown 30-something completions in in his his entire career. I think Billy even saw it. I mean, obviously going to practice, you can see that the inconsistency is there. Listen, the the talent is off the charts. It's incredible Mm -hmm. some of the stuff that you you watch this guy do. And it may show up. He may be the opposite of Danny Warfel. A guy who wasn't that good in practice, but he was great in games. You know, yeah. maybe he looks greater. But he's not. Practice. Doesn't look really great in practice either. Like you gotta, you just a, a, a quarterback is that. It's not an athlete. A quarterback is somebody that delivers the football, and it gets it to guys and gets puts you in the right, right place, situation. Yeah. And we're, that's an his problem. Point too, Jeff, a little bit earlier because I was at the game against um, South Florida this weekend, and you mentioned it on one where he could have gotten another four yards, and but he went out. I don't know if I noticed that one from where he was sitting, but I noticed another play where he got the first down. He scrambled the pocket, you know, the pocket collapsed. He scrambled. He got the first down, but it looked to me like he also could have kept going and gotten a few more yards. Mm-hmm. So that kind of makes me wonder, also, like you're saying, like that competitive drive. And um, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I guess we'll see. And, and I do have some faith in, in Coach Napier. So, uh, so thank you very much, fellas. All right, Chris, appreciate you. Yeah, I don't have a problem yeah. with you going out of bounds if you've got the first down because that is the kind of smart play. Yeah. But when you're not at the first but the one down, or was, when, when you run out of bounds six yeah. yards behind the line of scrimmage. The one he was talking about, yeah, he slid basically right at the yard, the first down yeah. marker, almost didn't get the first down, and he probably could have gone three or four more yards before doing that. Yeah, I, I like you said, he, he's just playing with a yeah, it's just, that and edge. I mean, I don't, I don't want to just bash this guy all for two days here. No. But there's an edge that's missing there, and I don't know if he can get it. Or if it's if it's in his DNA, yeah, that's the biggest. Yeah, but but see, to me though, I don't know if you can teach that. No, I don't think it's like teachable. there's guys where it's it's built in them. Like, I mean, I'll I'll look at it with Austin, my own son. Like, I mean, you know how I was as an athlete. You know how I am. Anytime I play somebody, yeah. like I don't like he is way more talented than I was at, at that age. At 16 years old, that kid is there is a long list of those so people, much but. better, <laughs> and that's fine. But I wanted it more. Like I had that mindset was I'm going to do whatever is possible to make sure that I am successful or be the best that I can. You know, I don't have all the tools in the world and I'm not physically gifted like Anthony Richardson, but like Greg Maddox. I mean, that guy didn't have anything. He was he was the biggest SOB in Major League Baseball. He was throwing 86 miles an hour And nobody knew yeah. that, but he competed his ass off. I saw a great stat on him the other day. The number of 3-0 counts he had, yeah. 0.6% of the batters he ever faced. Wow. 
three zero. I mean, he he didn't give in, but he but he got through strikes. It's not hard <laughs> to throw strikes. At least I don't think so. <laughs> it's not hard to do a lot of things, but some people just, struggle to yeah, do them. Have, it's it's a mind, but you're right about, it's a about mindset. The DNA. I just don't know that it's there. Um, you know, we talk, we've talked about everything. Some people just don't love it yeah. and you have to love it more exactly. than anything. And I mean, I could very, I mean, if someone's listening right now is going to get mad at me for saying that fine, but like I, you have to love wh- whatever you're doing or you shouldn't be doing it. Some guys want to be football players. Some guys want to play football. There's a big difference. I mean, guys yeah. that love football are going to tend to play at a certain level. And some guys just want to be football players. Look at me. And I'm not saying Anthony Richardson's in that category. But all the stuff we've been saying about him, all the theories, but he, they, if you add them all together, yeah. some he, of them are probably right. And he's not doing or saying anything no. to make us think different. That would be if he, that's if, the if personality he said, that he has. Look, I've got all the confidence in the world, and I think my receivers are great. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get better at this. And you guys watch. And yeah. I'm not afraid to run the ball. And but he says eh, I can't run because we don't have any other backup quarterback. I mean, who in their right mind would draft that guy for from from not hearing me. that? Not like, me. It's it's just like if you go somebody watch somebody will draft him even yeah, would even it, draft him if he came out this year. It's like if you go watch a high school kid or a college kid right now and he doesn't run to his position in baseball or if he, you know, whining all the time, if he's yeah. throwing like Guess what? I'm putting if I'm a scout, I'm putting an X next to that kid's name and I don't care. I don't want him on my team. I agree. I so, agree. So, I mean, but I mean that's the thing that w- you hope is that it is in there and he has suppressed it for some reason. Yeah. For whatever reason it is, whether it's and I don't think it's injuries, but he has hurt his ankle in both games. Whether it's too many voices, whether it's he 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 is too worried about what what's going to happen after this season rather than what you can't be worried about anything that's going to happen after the season. It's got to be what is going to happen. Go play during the season. It's gonna, it's what what do you do in this game? You're all they've got, Anthony. That would be my appeal. To, you're all we've got. So if you don't play all out and play mm-hmm. your hardest and play at a high you're, level, you're we hurting can't the win. other eighty four yeah. people on this team. And if you do, we've got a chance to win this game. But if you don't, we got no chance. Agree. All right, need a break. We'll knock it out. Come back. More of your great phone calls. You're listening to the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. Good evening. I'm Alex Maraski. Today, the Tampa Bay Rays will take on the Houston Astros at home. That game will be covered here starting at 6 p.m. The Rays lost to the Astros yesterday in a 4-0 battle. The Rays currently hold the second wildcard spot in the National League. Gators women's tennis started played again today against Olympic. There will be matches played throughout the week into the weekend ending on Sunday. Gators golf also started play today against Texas A&M. They will tee off tomorrow morning as well. And then finally, Gators Volleyball will play Alabama at home tomorrow starting at 7 p.m. I'm Alex Moraski. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF.
Every morning, I get up, start the trek into town for a busy day ahead, and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way, heading to work as well. But the best part of that site is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today, because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida. And with more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo. And if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. No job's too small. They do it all. From service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way, you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021 or visit them online at vintageelectric.net. Hey, it's Kyle from Leonardo's Millhopper. 2022 has been a hell of a ride so far, but it's finally football season again and time to get the party started. While everything else seems to be in a constant state of change, at Leonardo's Millhopper, we're still serving pies, garlic knots, and salad bar the same way we've been doing it since 1976. Come on in with your family and friends to relive good times and create new memories at Gainesville's iconic pizza destination. Follow us on Instagram for the sexy food pics, and as always, don't forget the tailgate 10. Hey, Jeff. Yo! I'm back, baby. Well, it's about time for the Gators to take the football field and finally time to get that Gator gear on again. Now, you probably have the shirts, the tanks, the tees, and the hats, but I bet you don't have enough accessories to accompany the orange and blue. But with one visit to Oaks Jewelry, they'll get you looking as good as the Gators do on the field. Since the sports here on campus seem to sparkle all the time, well, why don't you follow suit and sparkle in the stands? Oaks Jewelry has become as popular as the new coaching staff has in just a short time, and they've got rose gold, white gold, yellow gold, watches, purses. Let's just put it this way. They've got something special that is perfect for you at a price that's as awesome as a Gator victory. A proud member of the Gainesville Area Chamber of Commerce, Oaks Jewelry is the place to go for all your jewelry needs. So go see it for yourself. It's right across the street from the Oaks Mall, not far at all. Or you can check them out online at oaksjewelry.com. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community. Its Veterans Making a Difference program honors over 20,000 veterans in North Central Florida. We're here for our veterans, our community, and we'll be there when you need someone on your side after a serious accident. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com. The WRUF Radio app. Your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. All right, welcome back. About 30 minutes left. Been a uh, fun, festive Tuesday edition of the tailgate. Jeff and Pat here with you. Plenty of great phone calls, so let's jump right back to them as we get Steven to join the show. Steven, what's up? Hey, guys. I guess I'm going to join the uh, 
PR bandwagon about how he's playing, and we're not trying to, um, you know, hurt the guy or anything like that. But uh, um, I agree with with everybody saying you you can't play scared. I mean, um, we we won the first game. We probably shouldn't have. We lost the second, and you know we very possibly could have lost the third. He's not, the first game he played like he was in his backyard playing ball that he's been doing all his life. High school, you know, little league, whatever it's called before high school. And, and, uh, and that's what makes him great. He, um, uh, and I, you know, I wish he'd get back to that. I, I personally, I don't know who's telling him, you know, not to, not to go hard. We're worried about you getting hurt and then we won't have anybody, you know, slide, go out of bounds. I mean, I'd rather him play hard as, as much as he can. And if he gets hurt, well, we'll just deal with it the rest of the year. Uh, you know, these games are – they haven't been very good. Um, I feel sorry for him. There's, I think, as everybody says, there's too many people in his mind. Um, I think they should start off at Tennessee if they get the ball first and run three quarterback runs, you know, sneak up the middle – uh, one around on one side, one around on the other. Um, try to set the different tone of the game. Uh, uh, you know, I just don't think it's it's passing. We've all we've talked about you know many many times. Um, I wish they'd get him tired. The reason I say that is, and we've talked about, I've talked about this on the show. Walter Payton, one of the greatest ever, said he ran better when he was tired. Point being, he didn't. He didn't think. He stopped thinking. He did what he's been doing, you know, you know, five hundred thousand times in his lifetime, running the ball. He just reacted and went where his body language and 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 things he's been doing all those times told him to. And, and I wish Anthony could get back to that because I think he would be fantastic if he could do that. Yeah, you know, obviously, I I agree a little bit, Stephen. It's you know, it's interesting to to sit here and and talk through all this and and listen to a lot of different stuff. And and the mind is is a thing. And and you know, I for some reason it popped into my head about watching the uh, the Jordan stuff, whatever that was called. What was that called? Uh, sorry. Um, whatever. Anyway, I can't it was remember. it was just it was it was like what a winner was and. You know, you, you think about a lot of the stuff, and and I know Sully did this with the baseball team, but he, he got to a point where he wanted to go recruit guys that won championships in high school. Yeah. Guys that were really, really successful because they knew how to win. And listen, I mean, it's, I mean, we all know it now. Eastside's not a good football program. Like, they haven't really been that successful. They weren't successful when Anthony was there. So there was never any of that. So, I mean, you, you could probably tell me. I mean, go back and look at a lot of these successful quarterbacks, you know, with Shane and Danny. Danny. won a state championship. A lot of, so the guys that won in high school had that mindset of they know how to win, and then you bring that to the next level. So maybe that's part of Anthony's mindset as well. So, Stephen, where I agree with you, yeah, he's done it his whole life, but it's, has it ever meant anything? his whole life. And I think that might be part of the problem where it's just at this level now, and if he wants to make it what he does for a living, then it's got to mean something more. 
Uh, yeah, I I understand and 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 agree with all that. And I don't know. Um, I mean, your mind. I mean, you can heal a physical wound a lot of times quicker than you can heal heal a mind wound if you understand what I'm saying. And I don't know how you get him out of that. That's why I was saying um, running, start him off running and, and running for a while and, and, you know, show Tennessee we're going to do something different. And then uh, if they start loading the box and things like that, then uh, he, I, I think he passes better when he's running around the end. Anyway. Yeah, e- easily on the, on the run is better than just standing there in, yeah. in the pocket. But yeah. I will say this, this is a, in theory, I don't disagree with what you're saying, running, run him three times. But if you run him three times, he gains six yards. Every possession matters in this game. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't do that either. There, I mean, your your strength is your backs. Yeah. I mean, Johnson's averaging nine run. Uh, nine point two. Yeah. yeah. Every time he touches the ball, and I mean, the, the Gators right now are averaging six point four yards a carry, which is fifth best in all of football. Yeah. So, I, I, and again, I, that but it, that gets back to the, why the possessions are so important because Tennessee's averaging seventy nine plays a game, Florida's averaging. 57. Yeah, you got to capitalize basically yeah. on everything if, yeah. if you're the I Gators. I understand that. I understand that, but and and I see your point and I mean maybe you mix one of them in there but um I I think it's important to get him going and I honestly think with his ability and and I don't think Tennessee's got the best defense in the world um you could scheme something up uh and he could run three times and I think easily make first down. Well, if, if you could do that, they should just do it on every play. Run them on every play, well, and you get it. <laughs> it's like it's like that. Steve Spurrier Jr. brought this play to Steve Senior, and told him uh, it was it was a play where Aaron or the tight end would fall down then to get up and catch it. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "It works every time." He goes, "Well, why don't you run it every play then? <laughs> if it works every time, they'll figure it out." Yeah. After a couple. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean that's. An oversimplification, but my my point was I think they need to do something more with him to get some confidence back and show him that you know maybe he can run first uh, and, and second and get a first down on third. You know, I'm just trying to say do something with him uh, to get some confidence back and and show him that he can run and and and, and help us. Well, what I would what I would do, and we talked a little bit about this yesterday, is throw a swing pass early. You know. And get it to the the guys that are really good, and, and it allows you to get a lot of times, especially guys starting their first game, uh, they'll throw that, they'll throw a spring pass or run a draw play, something early, to kind of get the confidence going. So I, there there are things you can do to get his confidence up that are pretty safe. But look, Tennessee, I don't know how good their defense is to be honest with you. They haven't played anybody that's that good on offense, so um, we'll see how good they are in in this game. All right, Stephen, thank you. Appreciate that. I just again, I think I, I I watched him after one of the interceptions the other day, and he just kind of like clapped his hands and rubbed them together, and he was just oh shocks. Like yeah. Tom Brady walks back to the sideline, takes the damn iPad thing, and chucks <laughs> it into the bench. It was a good. 
I like the form on the throw too because he did come over the top with yeah, it. Yeah, you know, it looked good. But I mean, that's I don't know. I, you don't have to, I guess, you know, throw a helmet or do something like that. But like, be pissed off. Like, yeah, show people that you're mad. Like, it's not just like, oh shucks, I just threw an well, interception again, at the goal line. That may be just something that's not in there. And it. and I know that that's why Napier has to talk to him the way he is. And 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 there's a great quote that that I have and and I heard. And, and it's Richardson talking, and he's basically saying that he likes a coach that doesn't yell at you because he yeah. p- plays better. So that's why Napier has to maybe time do to that start yelling and go through it. I don't know. I, it, I don't know what. So you're saying it's hopeless, is basically what you're saying. <laughs> that's that's kind of what you're implying that it's. See what Byron's got for us, Byron. What's up? Well, I'm in a pickle right now because there's so many things that you're talking about. I don't know where to begin. I was kind of thinking, Jeff, and you just touched on this. What a guy you are. I'm wondering, and I don't think he'll do this, but I've seen Brian Kelly yelling on the sideline at the LSU quarterback, Daniels. I think it's Jaden Daniels. And I don't expect Napier is going to go Brian Kelly on Richardson, but I'm wondering if he wouldn't be a little bit tougher on him. Well, Which again, that, that is we talk about whether it's in your DNA or your personality. Yeah. That's not in that's Napier's not in Napier's either. Yeah. So no. Yeah. Oh well, that was just an idea. And yeah. and listen, some guys what can up, handle man? it. Some guys can't. You can't just all of a sudden go mf a guy because it's just going to make it even worse. So I think that's what what's so fascinating to me about what football coaches, baseball, any coach has to deal with is. Football is probably the hardest because you're now gauging 80 different personalities. You've got to find mm-hmm. what works, what doesn't work. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I look at guys that were coached a certain way when I was in a locker room, and you can coach me differently than you can coach somebody else. You can say things to me differently because I'm going to know how to handle it than you can say to somebody else. Somebody else is going to take mm-hmm. it like, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, you're yelling at me. Why? What, what are you doing? Oh, no. So and whereas whereas others are going to get mad and say, okay, f you, coach, I'm going to I'm going to go do this. Two of the best at that were Danny and Shane. They knew to let it go in one ear and out the other. Sure, and just retain the part that mattered, like what you did wrong, and here's how you got to do it better, and not worry about uh, you know the other stuff that was coming. And um, but that's you know again, I think that I there's there's different ways to coach and. Yeah, but, the coaching coaching's hard. You got to find the the right thing that you know clicks with each individual. Saban yells at his. He yells at Bryce Young. Even the other day, he yelled at him. But he also yeah. then recruit a guy that you know that can take it. And exactly. And he didn't yeah. recruit this guy. Nope. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of sixty forty right now that the Gators are going. It's in my DNA to pull for the Gators, Pat. I'm very sorry, but I just happen to be positive about the Gators. But. Good luck I with that. I'm 50-40 <laughs> right now that the Gators should go up to um, Knoxville in Hillyville and, and uh, beat the uh, Vols because, as you say, we're not Ball State. We may not be playing very well offensively right now, but we're not Ball State. Yeah, but you know what? I'm not no, sure Florida beats Ball State any you know oh, any worse than they beat USF or any it. worse than they beat – or that, that they would beat Akron. I mean, again okay. – this offense is a very uh, – I'll, I'll be honest with you, it's a little disappointing. Uh, not only the pace of play, the the way they're playing, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things about it that are not good right now. Yeah. 
Well, that's up to Coach Napier to try to figure out. Let's hope this week he's doing it. Because I got a victory beer. There you go. If I don't get to drink it Saturday night, I'm going to be very unhappy. Aren't there with you. Thank you, Byron. Appreciate you. Instead, you could drown your sorrows. Snag uh, Ryan next. Ryan, what's up? Pat and Jeff, how are y'all doing? Fantastic. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm sure it's kind of uh, difficult to hear all the negativity, and um, you know, but I, I think it's really interesting to hear everybody's opinions on, you know, what's going on. You know, everyone's playing coach, and it's fun to do that. You know, pretend you're Napier, and you know, this is the problem, and this is what you know they should do about it. And I think you know you can get yourself into kind of a kind of a uh, endless circle there. I'm lost on the term there, but trying to diagnose the problem, yeah, I mean, you could go all day trying to figure out what the problem is with AR, but it comes down to just, I, I feel like when you hear the best quarterbacks talk, when they have success, they they rub it off, you know, they shrug it off, they say, well, you know, look, I, I'm just, I get the ball to my playmakers, that's, you know, fortunately it worked out that way, but that's what I'm here to do, I, I just spread the ball out right and I feel like we came into this season putting too much pressure on AR's shoulders we're running the offense through him you know it's designed to get the best out of AR and it's just not working and what why that's not working you and I no one can really figure that out the only people that really know that are you know maybe Napier and AR himself but what to do about it really is I, I would just take the burden off of him. And, we, you know, if you look at the offense, what do we have going for us? It looks like we have a good O-line. We've got a stable of really fast, talented running backs, but not very many p- good pass catchers. So, you know, I, I feel like it's just simple. I think we need to just simplify the offense, run the ball maybe 70% of the time, do some play action you know, out in the flats, you know, just simplify, take take some of the burden off of his shoulders because he's just not able to take it right now. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously you got to do something, and I, and I agree with that. And, I mean, I think we should have easily seen the Gators running the ball more with the running backs that they have. But I think you also look at then what has been successful, like what wins championships – and and it's having a quarterback that's able to run around and do a lot of different things. I mean, there's a reason why all these quarterbacks win the Heisman, and they're the ones that help their team yeah. win national championships. So you have to get contributions from your quarterback if if you're going to get to that level. So for the time being, Ryan, I think that's fine. And you know, if that's going to help them win a game or two, good. But I mean, and, and I and I. I mean, I guess they're not going to win a national title, so it's <laughs> it's fine doing it that way. But you also need to find out if he inevitably can be that guy to help you win games. I, I, I totally agree. I feel like if you have a team that can make it to the college football playoff, you know, you stick to your game plan and, you know, you, you keep doing what you're doing and just hope they develop and get better and progress. But you know, it's like you just said, we, we don't have that kind of roster. We're not going to go, we're not going to make the college football playoff this year. It's just not going to happen. So let's try to win some games. Let's try to get some upsets. Let's let's try to make know, a bowl game. <laughs> exactly. Let's get the best Unless out of a bad a situation. Because let's be honest, guys, we could easily be 0-3 right now. Let's just be really brutally honest. At the end of that Utah game, 
we could have easily lost that game, and honestly, we should have. You know, yeah, no, we we brought that up on. yesterday. That they could easily right. be zero and three. I mean, they were you very know, very fortunate to be two and one. I'm very happy being two and one. Watching the Gator Gators play so far this year, I'll take that two and one record any day with the way we've been playing. To be honest with you, so you know, it's just. I feel like we're trying to hammer a square peg in a round hole or, you know what I mean? It's just not working. So I feel like, you know, Napier, he gets paid that money for a reason. He knows a lot more than I do, and I'll be the first one to say that. But I feel like we just need to change it up and take the pressure off of AR. And, you know, it's like you were saying, Johnson's averaging nine point, what, two yards of carry. Mm -hmm. You know, let's just let's let's spread it out. Let's let's give those guys a chance. If it doesn't work, fine. Let's move on to the next idea, because this is not working. Yeah. And and I'm sure hoping to win like this. Yeah. Like that. And I'm I'm sure Napier, after three weeks now, is getting more and more of a sample size of what he can and can't do and call and execute. So I think you'll see it certainly change um but when you you look at a guy in practice and you look at everything that he does and you know you think that that's going to translate into the game and it doesn't i mean you probably need a couple of weeks to find that out but but it is i think he's starting to find that out more and you'll probably see a different game plan this weekend i will go back to the preseason and we kept hearing from scrimmages that they don't look good on offense and, you know, we couldn't watch them, but I kept hearing it from people that want to watch them. They, go, they, they don't have any speed at, at wide receiver, and Richardson is kind of shaky. They, you know, there was – I think they thought they had another Cam Newton, and they don't. Because Cam Newton had an edge. Cam Newton, we know that. He'd throw laptops out the window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, Ryan, well, good call. we all thought we did. That's yeah. right. Thank you. Yep. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. We need a break. We'll knock it out. We'll come back. More phone calls coming up. You are listening to the tailgate powered by Gatorland Toyota. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Yes, it's hot out. An obvious observation that everybody knows about, and the last thing you need is your AC unit deciding to shut down on you. Well, if it unfortunately does, I've got an obvious choice to call. That is Crystal Air and Water, and they're going to be there to take care of you 
100% service satisfaction guaranteed. Whether you're in Alachua, Archer, Gainesville, Hawthorne, High Springs, Melrose, Micanopy, Newberry, Stark, Williston, or anywhere in between, Crystal Air is a phone call away. They service and install all the top national brands and their licensed technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish. So make the call, 333-0460, Crystal Air and Water. They aren't comfortable until you are. License number CMC, 1249384. Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out and enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into all full pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no-stress care. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University Avenue, finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good evening, I'm Alex Maraski. The Tampa Bay Rays will take on the Houston Astros at home tonight. That game will be covered here starting at 6 p.m. The Rays lost to the Astros yesterday in a tough battle ending 4-0. The Rays currently hold the second wildcard spot in the National League. Gators women's golf started play today against Texas A&M. They will also tee off tomorrow morning. Also seeing play today was the Gators women's tennis team against Libic. There will be matches played throughout the week and into the weekend ending on Sunday. And then finally, Gators Volleyball will play against Alabama at home tomorrow starting at 7 p.m. I'm Alex Moraski. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. At Gatorland Toyota, we give you the easiest car buying experience ever. With express shopping, you can shop and buy your vehicle entirely from home. We'll even deliver your car to you. Want a customized Toyota? With our pre-order program, you can get the exact Toyota you want. And if you have a vehicle you'd like to trade or sell, we'll buy it whether you buy from us or not. Come experience how Gettle's got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I was really looking for some top-of-the-line dentists to be under their care. I mean, from the first day I came here, when you walk in, they treat you just with the utmost kindness. I've never known dentist or any health care provider in my life that has the compassion towards people that they do. It's just very well worth it when you leave you just feel great but if you want good quality work and dentists that really care about you as a person and your your health care like that come to exceptional dentistry because they are exceptional this is dr luis rodriguez and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome we're here for you please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com that's exceptionaldentistry.com 
One thing people really love about International Diamond Center, their diamond experts are not paid on commission. No commission structure means no pressure, brutal honesty, no fluff. That's IDC veteran diamond expert Robbie Blue, who says this approach removes the stress and puts you in control. If I've got three items here and it doesn't benefit me to sell you any one of those, I want you to pick what you like. There's zero incentive to upsell you or steer you in a more expensive direction. If I show you three diamonds that are the shape that you're after and the size. And if one is 11,000, one is 8,000, and one is 6,000, do you see a difference? No commission means I can tell you that take that 2,000 or 3,000 and put it somewhere in your life that will make a difference. If you can't tell the differences, then don't spend it. No commission sales means more honesty, more transparency, and overall just a more pleasant experience. It makes it more fun. It makes it more enjoyable, I think, for me and very much believe for the client. International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. As a small business owner, you've got aims to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every aim your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other aims, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ink for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Football season is here. Time to let Electronics World upgrade your home entertainment so you can enjoy all the big games this fall. Hi, this is Tom Collette. Score big with a new Sony 4K Ultra HD TV or a custom-designed, professionally installed home theater from Electronics World. The winning team at EW can put you right on the 50-yard line in your own home. Come visit us today and see for yourself. Just off Newberry Road, west of I-75 near TJ Maxx, or online at electronicsworld.net. From pylon to pylon, we are your home for all things football. 392-8255-Duels-had-to-run. Got to uh, speak at the quarterback club tonight, so he is uh, out of here. Take you the rest of the way as we get Porter to chat next. Hey. Porter, what's up? Hey, Jeff. That's good. I want to ask you about last week, and you were the one who left early. Uh, the baseball schedule came, came out. Uh, what struck me a little bit unusual is um, only two of the first eight are against in-state opponents. Then we have seven in a row, and then 12 of the next 14 are not in-state opponents. It seems like um, in a lot of the years past, like, you know, eighty percent or so of the first 50, first three or four weeks were all, were all in state opponents. Yeah, um, they're, they're um, you know there's more teams now coming down from the north and doing their spring break stuff and playing in trips and be able to go throughout the state of Florida. So um, you just welcome those guys in to to get to be a part of it. So I don't mind it. It's kind of cool see some different oh, yeah, teams. I, don't mind. I remember the one year we were SEC champs. We were SEC and Big Ten champs. <laughs> That's I think right. Ohio State, Michigan, and I, I forget who the other team. Three teams came down, and I think we swept them all. Yep. <laughs> but, um, that was pretty funny. Um, I, I mentioned it before, and I really would like with – with the new stadium, I, I'd love to have a kickoff – you know, first something like 
the Florida, Florida ballpark, first pitch. And I, I think, you know, if you could have invite one one Big Ten team, one maybe, you know, Big 12 team, pack one, you know, where it would just scatter around. And you have four teams come in. It's not a true tournament. You, you're going to play each, there's going to be two teams, to, uh, two games each day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm sure ESPN would, you know, get behind it and be televised. And I think, you know, we could be looking at that 15, 20 years from now. And have it be an annual thing. Well, you're, um, you're actually starting to see that a lot with, uh, like, Vandy go went out to L.A. last year and you know played out there. There's a mm-hmm. bunch of teams that played in the Astros Park th- this past season. So I mean, it's starting to become more and more of a thing. Where it's like a round robin like that. You've got four or five different teams, or two teams will just go play some somewhere in a neutral site game to have fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm pushing Sully. Like, I mean, I, I could take a little uh, trip to Pepperdine or something like that. That'd be good. Yeah, that's, but I, I think we, with the with the nice ballpark, it'd just be a natural thing to have it sure. here, and it'd be a first you know first weekend or second weekend of the season, and I think it would be a, a lasting thing. It, you know, I'd, I'd love to see it, but uh, I don't know. You would just have to goes. like a team wouldn't want to come for just a game or two. Then you'd have to you know get them some more games throughout the state, and um, I think that that's part well, of it. But no, it's a, I mean it's a great idea. Obviously, the stadium's legit. Each team's going to play three games against three other three different opponents, and yep. two games each day. I mean, it's 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 a simple thing. I I think it'd be it'd be great, you know. Um, I say there's t- Tennessee. There's so many memories. I'm going to go to '94, and if you remember, '90 uh, and '92, we both uh, came in on the, sh- the short end of the sticks. So '94, we we beat them and shot them out. It was 31 nothing. But uh, late in the fourth quarter, probably two and a half minutes ago, Tennessee had got the ball. It was first and goal, I think, at the four yard line. And then it went first and goal at the four, second and goal at the nine, third and goal at the 16, fourth and goal at the 25. <laughs> so it went backwards every play. And uh, there, there were, you know, 10 or 12,000 Gator fans there. Probably, I would say, maybe 20,000 Tennessee fans left. And they sent their kicker out there. And you never heard so much booing because the Gator fans are all booing because we want the shutout. Tennessee's all booing because they, what are you trying to damn field goals for 30 yeah. points? And then he misses the field goal. It was just, that's a great Tennessee moment from on the road. All right, man, be safe. Go Gators. All right, Porter, appreciate that. Um, and speaking of Gator baseball, not sure if uh, any of you heard this tonight, but during the trade deadline, Harrison Bader actually got traded to New York, and he's been hurt having to uh, to deal with some stuff. Well, tonight he is in the starting lineup, so uh, really cool for uh, for Harrison Bader, who was born, I think, it was like 10 or 11 miles from Yankee Stadium. So, I mean, it's going to be a, a really neat thing for him to run out and be in center field tonight for uh, for the Bronx Bombers. So, really cool opportunity for Harrison Bader to be a part of that and, you know, obviously uh, see if the Yanks can hold on. They've been playing, I guess, a little bit better. But hanging out with Judge out there is uh, Harrison Bader tonight. So that will be uh, a lot of fun. Well, it's also been really fun, our, uh, our picks contest. Got to announce our winner from last week. That is the, uh, the username UF Hoops got 21 points and uh, beat everybody. There was a couple of people that got 20, um, so they got 19, but this was uh, the most that anybody has gotten in any given week. The, uh, the winner of week one got 20 right, and then last week 18 right was the other winning, and then now uh, 21. So, again, you can still be in it. You probably won't win the uh, the overall final point total. If you want to get into our weekly picks contest brought to you by uh, Budweiser and Burkhart, really great prizes that uh, we've been able to give out, and now I will contact uh, UF Hoops and make sure that they get all their goodies. But some, uh, some fun stuff. Again, if you want to be a part of it, just uh, email us. 
thetailgatewruf at gmail.com. I'll send you the link. It's a Yahoo Pick'em. You're picking uh, SEC games and top 25 games each and every week. You'll, uh, you'll have that opportunity. So, again, we'll have each time weekly winners. We'll have gift cards to restaurants to give away and some different things there. And then one uh, overall winner when it's all said and done. Right now uh, you got two people tied at 54 and then three people tied at 53. And I'm actually one of those. So I wish I was I, I could bet in real life like I've been doing good on the uh, the tailgate here. So, but a lot of lot of great people, and it's fun uh, going up against all the uh, the listeners each and every week. So again, if you want to get in that, just email us the tailgate wruf at gmail and I will make sure to get you all of that information. All right. So last couple of days, of course, we talked about Anthony Richardson, and uh, certainly hope that he can start to figure some things out. But you know, I. There's a lot of faith in this coaching staff. They really know what they're doing. You know, I think that they know how to call games. They, listen, this entire coaching staff has been a part of some really good staffs over the years, so they understand what they're doing, and they will uh, get this thing better. But you got to have one guy play better. I mean, the quarterback's the most important position on the field, and if AR is going to continue to struggle, then the Gators are going to struggle. But if he starts to play better, I don't think there's any doubt in my mind, the coach's mind, all of you listening's mind that the Gators have a chance to be successful. And if he can uh, get out there, get some more confidence, figure some stuff out, and hopefully it starts this weekend, then the Gators can do their thing. All right, appreciate everybody for uh, being a part of things today. we got Rays Baseball next here on WRUF, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Fighting for a playoff run, and hopefully uh, the boys from Tampa can make it. For Doles. I am Jeff Cardozo. We'll talk to you tomorrow here on the tailgate. 2251 CG Gainesville from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 981F.